Welcome to the Content Rocks Podcast, a show about all things content by Kentico, .NET, and Azure for people who want to learn more about headless technology. And now, here's your host, Brian McKeever. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm very happy for a very special episode today to talk about content AI and the big news that's going on and what the future holds for the, the awesome headless CMS platform that we've been using and, and talk about on the show. Uh, this is, of course, Brian McKeever, your host, and I'm joined today by a special guest, uh, Bart Amelo, the new CEO of content AI. Bart, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm great. I was watching your video and I was actually... Uh, smiling a little bit i thought what are we giving you a kind of a, a hassle eh? you do this podcast and i always see the the video passing by and i think then this uh, content team decided to change logo change name get some fundraising and then you need to update your video your colors and everything now now yeah it, like it's uh, it's awesome times on uh, on content side uh, as you uh, you saw on the news and uh, for the people that ha haven't seen it like Officially, from first of July, we're separated uh, from uh, from our Kentico uh, mother company. Uh, we announced the fundraising in the middle of July as a part of that uh, that carve out. Uh, yeah, so you can you can imagine that internally, externally, it has been a pretty big roller coaster in the last couple of weeks, uh, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. That's a great segue because actually, let me show this. This is the reason we're here talking about the episode today about what's going on with content. And that is the fact that we have this big announcement that and in yeah. case you hadn't seen it, I mean, it came out a couple of weeks ago, but uh, you've got some growth capital. And first of all, congratulations. I really Thank applaud you, you guys you. and the team. I know a lot of work went into that. Yeah. I mean, you. I think you worked on it for at least like, what, six months previously to get to the point of having the announcement at least? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think for the people that have been through uh, something like this, uh, it, it takes some time. And I think... Um, uh, even if you look at our organization, uh, so uh, Kentico obviously existed from 2004, bootstrapped company until 2022, uh, just uh, just on the announcement. And so you can imagine that before you get to this point where you announce it, first decision that, that uh, our founder had to take and us as an organization had to take is that we were actually looking for fundraising. Uh, and then obviously when you decide to go for that, that is already the first phase. Which, uh, which takes some time. Then obviously it's a lot of preparation, thinking about like, what do we want to do? How are we going to, uh, to tailor it? Uh, uh, what do we need? What will it actually bring? Uh, yeah, and the end result is that uh, we found a great uh, investor in this case from uh, uh, the UK, a company called Expedition Growth Capital. Uh, the name already in a sense uh, says it uh, partly, they, they invest in software companies, uh, they invest in growth, they provide growth capital. So they're not the typical uh, like a profit-oriented uh, uh, private equity kind of company, but they really invest in companies. And what is a bit specific is that they even invest in companies that are bootstrapped. So that's their portfolio. They look, because obviously ex-bootstrapped companies have a bit of dynamics that uh, they created their own value, their own product um, uh, in in a lot of years, uh, like uh, like which was similar for us as well. Uh, and at a certain moment of time, those organizations have to take that hurdle to lose a bit of their independence. It, at least it feels like that. And obviously add capital, gain also external expertise. And uh, yeah, we were really happy that we found a company that fits us really like a glove that, that, uh, that not only brings the money, but also brings a certain attitude, brings expertise that can really help us in the journey and not only to grow, but also to be independent, uh, to be... Uh, 
like for the first time uh, funded and uh, yeah that's a uh, very high that we're into yeah and I, I think it's it's great and in case listeners you weren't aware like i think one of the facts that that bart just mentioned is the the investment firm it really lined up with your values in your organization bart because i mean i think you you spoke to us as partners about this a little bit like you wanted yeah. to find the right investor it wasn't just yes. any old investor out there and the fact that they liked bootstrap software companies and just, I know, I think you even heard like you and Peter and them kind of hit it off pretty well from a, just a, a fit standpoint. And I think that's fantastic because I think um, this is such a crucial moment uh, and change and transformation for for Kentico. And, and you know, you were uh, managing director, now CEO. There are so many yeah. things that could go wrong in that transformation. And I'm really happy for you guys and really any everyone involved that it sounds like it's went really, really well. Um, but from, from your standpoint, how that transformation of kind of managing director of being a division of a, a company to like CEO of entire separate company, has that, has that been a shock to you? Is it more than you thought, or is it right about what you thought? Just, to, you know, can you, can you tell everyone a little bit about what just personally for you, how that transformation has been? Yeah, I think that, um, uh, so whenever you become CEO, um, uh, no matter whether in, in my case, I was managing director, so I already led uh, the division, it was division as part of Kentico. Um, uh, you always, in a sense, are part of a board. You always have a CEO that, in a sense, is ultimately and responsible. And now, obviously, from 1st of July, it's on me and on my colleague, uh, Dominic Pinter, for, for Kentico. Um, and although uh, our founder isn't gone, eh, he's still a majority shareholder, he's still part of the board. In a sense, the mandate that you get is uh, that they say to you, like, hey, Bart, you're the ultimate uh, top of the pyramid that needs to make sure that uh, the money also will be used wisely and that you're actually mm -hmm. growing and that you grow in a way that also matches the company. So I really feel that responsibility. I, I, I completely enjoyed because I also felt obviously in the last one and a half years that for us, we, we gained traction, we gained the momentum. And I really felt that uh, the opportunity for us also to break free out of, um, let's say, two connected companies that in a sense also went a bit of their own direction. I think it's good for both but it enables us to really accelerate. And I saw so much potential and I'm super proud to, uh, to be able to manage that, uh, to, uh, to take it forward. Uh, and I also treat it a bit as like a hundred day period. Uh, uh, you could say I'm already in the job for one and a half years, but I thought for myself, both internally, but also externally, like it is different. It is a different perspective. We are independent. We, we have uh, fundraising. There's a lot of questions on where do you go? What's the strategy? What's the direction? So really thought like um, this is a moment of change. Uh, it's a it's a, it's in a sense a bit of an enforced change, but it, it's also an opportunity to uh, to to tackle a couple of things that we didn't do or that we were not able to do because of uh, of the funding or we didn't have the funding. Uh, we needed to be a bit conservative, and that journey and also these first hundred days for me is super exciting and also tiring, but uh, but that was part <laughs> of the job. Uh, nobody told me it was easy, but uh, no, I. I I really enjoyed and I also enjoy the opportunity. That's a, that's, that's a great part of it. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, I agree with a couple of points very specifically. The, the fact that, yes, there was a split, but honestly, both companies now, it's exciting times. There are a lot yeah. of possibilities. It allows both to focus on the things that they're great at. And we're excited to use both at BizStream, that's for sure, because we, we still yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I think we could dive into a little bit for the listeners is you mentioned your, your first 100 days here. And I yeah. know... 
you've got some goals, you've got some plans. And actually, that's one of my main questions I had for you going into today's episode. It was kind of like, okay, we've had the announcement, we've had the yeah. split, it's been, you know, 30-ish days or however long it's been. And what is the next, you know, six, nine, 12 months look like? What can we expect? How are you maybe going to use some of that growth capital to accelerate into the market? Yeah. Things that, you know, people who are listening can get excited about if they're existing content AI customers or if they're looking at content AI from an enterprise standpoint, because yeah, you're, you're right. We are seeing more and more enterprise customers just kind of demanding an enterprise class of the CMS and, and, yeah. and all the content operations that it can do. I think that like, so first of all, and I think that's the most important uh, part is like um, uh, we can really use the capital to leverage the potential that we already had in the organization. So uh, for you to to put it a bit in perspective, when we started by the 1st of July, we were around 120, 125 uh, people, content AI only. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that we said, well, we really want to grow in a lot of areas in the organization. So our plan is in this fiscal year to add around 100 uh, extra people. So let's say that content.ai will be 220 uh, people-ish by the end of our fiscal year, which, which ends in the summer. Um, so that's the first challenge that we have. And if you look at where do we then, uh, let's say, look for resources, in the basis, you could say it's it's in all sides of the business because we felt that in uh, a lot of areas in our business, we were, I think, really doing a great job, very efficiently and effectively uh, able to deliver a great product, to do our sales and grow uh, uh, very much year over year to serve our clients. But we also felt that... Uh, there's no like room to maneuver. So we said, for mm -hmm. example, that we uh, wanted to add a lot of customer success managers to actually be able to serve the clients even better and some more time and deep dives with them. We are going to add uh, a big part of our sales and marketing organization, the marketing organization, obviously, to build the brand, which is also good for our partners, which is good for ourselves, but also sales organization. We, we had a very nice, lean, small sales organization. But to be honest, there's so much more opportunity in the market. It really said like, okay, we, we need to grow the sales organization. Uh, specifically, if you look at that, um, that there will be a lot of focus also on the US uh, here. Um, uh, in Historically, we did a lot of business in Europe uh, and a smaller portion in the US and even smaller portion in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, we really said like, let's at least make sure that US and uh, Europe are a bit equal pillars. Uh, so it will mean that we will invest a little bit more into uh, into the US uh, specifically. If you look at our product uh, department, um, there's very big potential and uh, we talked about it uh, with the launch. We uh, talked about it to you as partners. And I know you will do a podcast with Voita, talk a bit about our positioning, but uh, yep. um, uh, there's for us a great opportunity to really bring that composable AI, that automation for clients in their most critical parts of their content lifecycle to the next level. But it means that you also need to add people in the product uh, team. So we're really uh, like also looking to add more people. We don't just go in the market and try to hire everybody in the Czech Republic. But we also said, well, what is a good opportunity is really to take our own content.ai academy to the next level. For that, we opened a new office in the Czech Republic in a town called Olomouc, where there's also a technical university equal to, uh, to in Brno, so that we have an ability to, uh, to also launch a content academy. Uh, so there's a lot of things happening, uh, and if you're carving out, then you also need to build on your shared department. So uh, we already hired a few people on the accountancy side. We hired a great chief information security officer, 
who lives in Ireland. Uh, we uh, we obviously needed to build our own support organization. So, like, there's a lot of areas where people will really help to accelerate. Um, but obviously, it's not only people. It's also uh, really for us around uh, that brand awareness. So, what mm -hmm. you typically see. Um, uh, one of our competitors announced that they are going to launch a certain amount of money uh, to the partners. We are also we also launched a new MDF uh, budget for the partners to also do a, lo a lot of events with partners. Uh, we are and, and that was a bit of a problem of uh, the fact that we were part of that Kentico umbrella uh, in the headless CMS world. You have the Mac Alliance, and the Mac Alliance uh, is a bit of like a group of. Uh, a, organizations, software companies that believe in the Mac principles, the, those, let's say, headless principles, if I make it uh, simple. We wanted to be part of that already from the beginning, but the problem was that a part of our organization wasn't uh, following those principles, uh, our traditional product. Uh, so yeah. also that for us is an opportunity to, uh, to uh, let's say, get our footprint over there. We applied uh, for the Mac Alliance. We hope and assume that we will be able to, uh, to join that as well. Uh, like there's so much going on even already in those in those weeks we have like calls with all the analysts from Gartner who want to know more I think we have five people uh, five analysts that we have call schedules for us there uh, IDC uh, we get the first reviews on G2 with like yeah I can I know you don't have so much time but but you don't want to know what's already going on here and that, and and last but not least and then I will I will stop talking for your question again we're also going to uh, to open our office in New York we, uh, oh. we decided to to really um, build our uh, our foundation in the U.S. Uh, also more in a location where we believe that there's more of our clients. So historically, our organization was in in Bedford, New Hampshire, but we really said like let's make sure that we pick a location where we also really can find our clients, uh, financial sector, for example, that really benefit from our solution, uh, so that we have a strong footprint over there. So you will see that we're also establishing our new offices uh, from New York and London and Sydney and uh, Amsterdam we already have so yeah it's a, it's a great time a lot of moving <laughs> that, parts <laughs> that that's uh, an amazing answer to that question uh, even a couple new things in there for me even uh, it's great i mean yeah i actually i do remember the mdf announcement in fact i've talked to the marketing team about some of those details so in case you're listening and you are a partner there are um, some details out there that you can definitely reach out to the, the marketing team and they can share with yeah, you about how to yeah. leverage that platform. And we're excited to actually have my marketing team kind of tasked with, hey, let's come up with some ideas about how we can do this and go to market together. So I'm excited for that. Uh, office in New York City, this is great. Uh, please let me know when that door opens because I'd love to be there in person and check it out. Um, uh, but I'll no, tell so you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something else then. Then you also know that uh, because you know we are going to do Horizons. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, um, we decided this year to make it like physical events. Oh. Um, we will um, uh, uh, probably we will also record some things, but we will do uh, an event in London uh, again that will then be uh, 19 and uh, or uh, if I say it right, at least 19th of October. But probably good for you to know in the US, uh, we're going to do uh, uh, an event uh, client partners, prospect uh, clients in New York uh, also use it a bit as the launch of our office uh, that will take place on the 17th of November. So mark your calendar yeah. if okay. you want to join. Well, hopefully the, the marketing team isn't listening too much. We didn't just steal all their thunder. Uh, but here you have it, a scoop on, on Content Rocks. 
yeah, yeah definitely gonna gonna mark those dates on the calendar. I would be super excited to be a part of that, and I will make sure to try to get some of my clients there as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So I so you've talked a ton about the the company strategy and where you're using the growth capital, and I appreciate that. that's awesome because that's what we're looking for. But I know there's one more thing that we were talking about, kind of pre-show that personally you're doing these first 100 days. And it sounds like you have yeah. some travel coming up soon. Yeah, like, like as I said, I decided, although I was uh, like a managing director, I really saw it as an opportunity to, let's say, really take it as another 100 days. And some people say it's another 100 days or it's 100 days in the new role. Um, uh, for me, um, I think when we're in the time to change, there's two, there were two parts that I really wanted to take to the next level. One was, uh, like in a sense, I also live in my bubble. Eh? I live in my uh, in my now in my CEO bubble, and before that in my managing director bubble. And you think you you know it all, but obviously you talk uh, a lot to your um, executive team, to your peers. So I decided uh, 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 to have like internal interviews. I call that CEO listening sessions. I think I I have CEO listening sessions with probably like one third of uh, of the people in the organization, really to hear from them like. What do you think that we should stop doing, start doing as an organization? What do you expect from me? What are the things that you want to share? Really, to to take July and August uh, in a bit of the transition time to uh, to really organize those sessions. But I also decided to go and visit the clients. Uh, yeah, we're a global company. We have key clients uh, all over the place. That's great on one hand, but the downside is obviously then uh, it means if you want to visit them um, that you really have to take travel serious. I really wanted to do it as much as I could let's say last week of August, but let's say in September, because for me, September, uh, like last month of those 100 days, and I thought then everybody's back from holiday and it's a great opportunity and I will go by myself. I have a, a bit of an action list or a question list. Uh, I will. I wanna know, like, I will tell them a little bit about fundraising, what does it mean for clients, but I also really want to hear from them, like, what are we doing well, where, where, how are they using uh, content? Uh, what can we improve? Like so that that we also take that information uh, back internal. And the reason why I want to do it alone is because I then hope that we avoid talking about open invoices or uh, any sure. uh, bug that isn't answered quick enough. Or so I really wanted to take it strategically. So customer success managers in the US, in Australia, in in Europe are helping me to organize a schedule. It's, it will be terrible from a travel perspective. <laughs> But I'm I'm really looking forward, and I I uh, I think it will it will give a really nice insight, which I then also can bring back to the company and uh, and uh, and help to take it a step further. So even here, if clients are listening, yeah, like like uh, tell me what you wanna wanna tell, or if you wanna see some changes on our side, uh, tell me because I think now is the right uh, right moment to do so. Well, that's awesome, and I. I both am happy for you and afraid for you with the state of global travel these days. I've yeah, heard that uh, you know places like London are a little crazy. I will tell you the states we, we we're we're catching up a little bit. The travel's figuring itself yeah. out a, a better than it was you know months ago. But well, that's awesome. I uh, applaud you for that. Definitely uh, hope to see you here in uh, West Michigan yeah, yeah. and and be able to meet in person. And then you know obviously uh, we'll we'll be together in, in Brno this year later on. Yeah. But that's great. Um, and so, Bart, uh, one thing, uh, we're kind of near the end here. We do have to wrap it up. Uh, if someone is listening and they do want to kind of say, hey, Bart, it'd be awesome if we could meet, or they even have questions for you, what's the best way that you'd like them to reach you? Is it through customer success? Is it your direct email? Maybe throw it out there. If, if someone's listening and wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? 
Mail me. Connect on LinkedIn. Send a LinkedIn message. That's simple. Just mail me on barto at content.ai. That's uh, that's just do it as direct as you can. Then uh, and then we're, I'm answering. Uh, I can I can try to organize it, uh, fit it in the schedule. So just just know where to find me. Like I I I, I think I even have my phone number on LinkedIn. I don't mind if I don't respond immediately because it's an unknown number. Talk in my voicemail, but. Send me an email. That's that's the, the easiest way. Yeah. Or yeah. next on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And this is something we can wrap up with this. Is, uh, as you can tell, just listening to Bart, the passion in his voice about content AI and the care of the growth that they're taking to just take it to the next level. I, it's always been about the people at content AI in yeah. even Kentico. And that's why I firmly believed in it. I partnered with you as a company for over 12 years now. Uh, it's amazing. And I just, I can't congratulate you enough for the tremendous uh, excitement that you're generating and really want to thank you for your time today on the show. I know you're a busy guy. We just mentioned just a couple things yeah, that yeah, you've got yeah. going on. So uh, uh, Bart, I thank you again. Um, and uh, you know, with that, that's probably going to be the end of the episode. So any, any yeah. closing message you want to say to everyone? Well, Brian, you thanked us a lot, but I think it's also really important for us to thank partners like you, uh, to really help us you're also an mvp so you're a really good brand advocate and uh, uh we also really need you i'm really looking forward to see you in in Brno. Uh, we will have a global gathering we'll be probably 150 people uh, content.ai people in the room but we really we can't do it without our clients without our partners so also big thank uh, thanks back to you looking forward to see you and uh, thanks for having me today all right well thanks a lot bart and thanks everyone for listening this has been the content rocks podcast episode and we will talk to you all next time